Hi, and welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, and in today's solo episode, I'll be sharing some of my habits that are inspired by yoga. So if you're wanting to incorporate yoga into your life, then this episode will give you some ideas. Welcome to Simply Happy Conversations. I'm Narelle King, wellness and organizational coach and yin and nidra yoga instructor. This podcast will help you create more time using organizational strategies so that you can start to simplify your life and prioritize your health. I'll be sharing conversations with other health and organizational experts and solo episodes with tips to help you simplify your life and prioritize your health. Thanks for joining me for today's solo episode. I'm sharing some of my habits that are inspired by yoga. Now, these habits are not habits that are based on the actual asana practice. And the idea of yoga practice is not just about focusing and being aware and mindful and calm for the time that you're on your mat but to carry this state of being with you when you leave the class. I heard this saying and I love it. Yoga is not about tying yourself in knots, but undoing the knots. So it's deeper than just the asana practice that we think yoga is. The yamas and niyamas originate from the very well-known text, the Yoga Sutras of Pajanjali. And this is something that I studied during my yoga teacher training. And so the sutras are a guide or an instruction manual on how to live in order to advance along a spiritual path towards sort of like enlightenment. There are eight things that will help you to practice meditation and guide you in your actions in life. And they are known as the eight limbs of yoga. So today, I just want to talk about the first two limbs, which have as I said before, nothing to do with the actual physical practice. So the first limb is yama. It's a moral code that guides you as to what not to do and is concerned with the world around you and your interaction with it. And there's five yamas. So the first yama is ahimsa. So the words are in Sanskrit and it is to restrain against violence or harm towards others and yourself. As a young child, I constantly felt that I wasn't good enough and there was something wrong with me. And my ego would welcome and dance with any negative self-talk that I used or had and would ruminate on things over and over and over all throughout my day and even into the night. And through counseling, also through the physical practice of yoga, positive affirmations, tapping, acupuncture, and more recently, kinesiology, I've learned to react to incidents in my life with kindness and compassion. And acknowledging how I feel with compassion creates peace towards myself that has also seeped into the interactions around me. So definitely having a diagnosis of autism over the last 12 months has also helped me to understand myself better and the way I used to think about myself so that now I can help to rewrite some of those stories that I thought about myself. The next yama is satya, which is truthfulness and honesty. Actions are in line with your values. And during this year, after being formally identified as autistic, I have been brave enough to challenge my beliefs about myself that doesn't relate anymore. I also regularly share some of my sensory and memory challenges now 
I experience so that I can make the required adjustments I need and increase other people's understanding. Now I'm more aware of when I need those adjustments, I will feel a tightening in my throat and it's because I'm not using my voice to speak up about my needs. So once I do speak up and share what it is that I'm having a challenge with, I will then feel that lump in my throat recede and I'll feel so much better. And that truthfulness and honesty that I'm taking in regards to myself helps relieve that feeling in my throat. So a couple of examples of when I've done this over the past 12 months is competing noises. I really struggle with noise of a TV or a radio in the background when I'm trying to concentrate and listen. So I have shared that with clients when I've worked with them and their radios on in the background or their TV and they've made the accommodation for me and turned it down. I also will wear uh, headphones at home, earplugs at nighttime. If my children are talking and there's TV and there's music in the background and I'm really struggling, that will help to dampen the sound and I'll be able to then cope. So number three, Yama, is Astea. And this is non-stealing. How this shows up in my life is through stealing people's time. So when I have too much on my plate and I haven't scheduled any sort of buffering time between appointments, I'll be running late and I am then stealing time from others. I also steal from my own energy and push beyond my limits all the time. And yin yoga has reminded me to slow down and give back to myself. I also see stealing from Earth's resources through the waste and overconsumption from my work as a professional organiser. There's a real problem with the need to possess and accumulate items in excess in people's homes. And so I try to practice a clutter-free life, so only hold on to what we need. And I'm really mindful of the consumption of what I bring into our home. Do we really need this? Is this going to make our life easier? Just by asking those couple of questions of myself before purchasing something will help me to decide whether I really need that item and whether it's just a want instead. Three yama is brahmachari and that is to move, connect and engage with yourself to preserve your energy and maintain your inner vitality. So I've been trying to focus on this in my life more recently over the last several years. I realized that for me it was about holding space and being able to support my own children. I need to, though, become more aware of the parts of my life that drain my energies, such as people or overanalyzing thoughts and overanalyzing situations. But now that I'm aware of that, I'm able to now stay more connected to my own energy. I also am more aware of being around people for a long period of time. I need to take myself away and have some time to re-energize. I can't be around people all the time because then I'll have my energy completely drained. And with the work that I do, I am with people and clients all day long. So therefore at nighttime, I really need that time away from everyone and re-energize myself. Final yama is abarigaha which is non-green and non-holding on to and attaching to possessions, thoughts, relationships or thoughts of being about yourself. Over the past several years, when there's been a significant change in the world, 
I have found myself wanting to hold on to life as it was and really resist change. Being open to change though in routines during the six weeks of yoga teacher training allowed me to let go of some of my old habits and ways of thinking and embrace some new habits like practicing yoga and meditation in the morning before either going to the gym or for a walk. Whereas in the past, I thought that I could only do that later at night before going to bed. But just having that change in routine with six weeks was a great way to now incorporate that early in the morning as well as even at night. Even over a break, a school holidays, I also find that's a great time to be open to a small change in routine. But again, I'll find myself going straight back to that routine after the holidays because I really, really hold on to that predictability in my life. I also see this need of grasp and cling to items and memories evoked by objects with clients when I'm helping to create clutter-free and functional homes with them. And I help to encourage them to explore letting go and remind them that what you hold on to is what holds on to you. So this is definitely a yama that I feel is connected to my organization. So the second limb is the niyama, which refers to the code that guides you as to what to do, and it's directed towards yourself, whereas our yamas were moral codes that guide us what not to do and is concerned with the world around you and your intention with it. So there's a slight difference between the two. And again, there's five niyamas. Our first niyama is satya, and this means purity or is defined as cleanliness of the body and mind. I try to stay really hydrated and drink plenty of water throughout my day. Also, my work is quite physical, so therefore I actually feel thirsty. I eat a range of whole foods now, not when I was a lot younger, and with minimal processed foods to just give my body the energy it really needs, especially for the work that I do. When I was a lot younger and I didn't have that understanding, I would just be grabbing for whatever could give me a quick sugar fix. Whereas now over time, I have found the foods that really agree with me. So I found a diet that's minimal in dairy and gluten has really been beneficial for my body. It's also helped to reduce the chances of illness. I've definitely found my immunity has been a lot stronger since I reduced both of those out of my diet. So a couple of other things that I like is breathing exercises. So just noticing your breath in, holding and your breath out. And this could be when you're turning the kettle on or you're about to brush your teeth. So something you already do. Another thing is twisting shapes, so like your supine twist, so taking your knees over to one side and your arms out to the side on your back is a great way to cleanse your body. And inversions, so a bridge pose, taking your back up into the air, but your upper back is still on the ground, your feet are on the ground, is a great way to cleanse your body as well. So our second niyama is samtosha, is complete contentment. So in the past, I've wasted energy trying to find solutions for every challenge, especially when it relates to my kids, so that I can find happiness for them. Since doing yoga, meditation, affirmations, 
it has allowed me to meet all parts of myself, such as my doubts, my fears, and my challenges with love and compassion. So I don't have that desire to be constantly finding solutions and just be more open to that life is a gift and I need to ride the waves of uncertainty and just look for those sweet spots in life. So number three niyama is tapas. And tapas is slow burning desire to move forward by directing your energy into what's essential in life. I practice the daily discipline of waking up with or before the sun every single day. It, to me, is a sacred time I have with myself to look inwards, and it's a time for me to either meditate, walk, or even write on my own. This is a time of care that has really deepened my awareness and just helps me be on that path that's right for me and stop the ruminating and overthinking of things, but actually coming back in touch with myself. I also really prioritize sleep and make sure I get enough sleep each night. So that might mean that I have to actually go to bed earlier if I'm going to be getting up with the sun, especially in summertime. So the fourth yama is sedvaya, which is contentment and self-study. And of course, this is my favorite niyama as I'm such a curious person and always looking to expand my knowledge in everything, understanding myself better, strengthening my weakness, but also focusing on those things that I really enjoy learning about and uh, have a real strong interest in at the time. I enjoy learning through reading listening to podcasts, doing self-development courses, doing yoga, and all of these things have helped me to develop my own self-study. I am definitely a lifelong learner, and learning is something that comes naturally to me. My love of learning is really evident, especially if I am talking to people and it's something that I just want to know more about. I will definitely leave that conversation with someone and be Googling and looking up more information about that topic, about that area. And one of the things I struggle with is remembering if someone gave me information. So I will then message that person and say, can you send me the name of that? Because I actually visually have to see that to be able to then look it up because I won't remember it. I'll remember what we were talking about, but I won't know the specific names of if they've recommended a podcast or a website to look up or a person to follow. The final Niyama is Ishvarya. The practice of bowing to a higher, more intelligent force that permeates the universe. So this sort of, to me, the interpretation I have is by practicing mindfulness throughout my day, like when I am driving and I just stop at the lights and seeing this as an opportunity to tune into myself, or when I am waiting in line for something, again, another opportunity to be mindful about my body, how it's feeling, what I'm thinking. These gaps also then help me to add a gap when I'm reacting and responding to something. As an autistic person, I do find the emotional regulation difficult at times when I have had too much sensory input. So that's too many lights, too many sounds. My reaction time is going to be really quick 
and responding and maybe not in the most appropriate way. Whereas by adding this mindfulness into my day, I have been able to redirect my energy away from my personal dramas and see the big picture of life and what's going on and just have that gap before responding. I hope by sharing these first two limbs of yoga, the yamas and niyamas, that you're able to understand a little bit more about yoga. And my habits that have been inspired by these two limbs can help you find ways to incorporate yoga-inspired habits into your life. Thanks for listening to Simply Happy Conversations. Thank you so much for joining me for today's Simply Happy Conversation. If you'd like to reduce your stress, improve your mood, and support your immune system, then join me for an introduction to yin and nidra yoga. Over five short 10-minute online lessons, you'll start to feel calmer and more rested. Head to simplyhappy.com.au in the resources section and start today. Mm -hmm.